0: Welcome back to Tasty Talks. A special happy birthday to Dan. Here's our conversation about Texas eats. Now that you're in college, how how have your food habits changed from being in college to being at home growing up?
1: I mean, there's a lot more. Uh, spontaneity I um, think you understand a lot of um, a lot of uh, you know group decision making with a lot of people sometimes that involve, that's, that's involved in that um, because everyone you know brings their own background of food and everyone has their own uh, different tastes and some people have been exposed to certain things some people haven't so um, it's been it's been a great like next step because people have been like in all cases expanding on on um, what they already know and love to things they don't know and will love
0: right right and uh you know i just want to talk about since you know you were in school before the pandemic and now you've been in school throughout the duration of the pandemic um, so my question to you is how has the pandemic changed your your eating habits?
1: Well, I think it's um, very different to consider the pandemic now versus in the very beginning. Right. Because in the be- very beginning, what what happened is like you know we all went home. Uh, not many people were eating out. Yeah. I don't think there were many options reading out so it was a lot more restricted and versus now where um, we're able to uh, essentially go anywhere without restriction i mean at least in texas um, because i've also had very very different experiences with uh, pandemic uh, eating restrictions in, in california and texas because texas more often has been open like uh, not necessarily maskless but a lot less restrictive in a sense
0: yeah yeah and uh i noticed the same thing um out in arizona compared to to california where um a lot of the restaurants that at the time weren't accessible in california were free to walk in and, and sit down in uh, arizona so obviously california um was a lot more restricted. I think everyone knows that, but um, I guess you know I've I've talked to some people and they've mentioned that delivery apps have really been used a lot more. Whether it's due to the fact of their location, maybe you're in a place that's really cold, maybe you're in a place that's um, heavily restricted with COVID. So have you still had the, the, the true food experience of sitting down and eating with your friends? Do you still do that just as often, or is there more, um, delivery being involved?
1: The answer is yes. Just as often. Um, I very rarely have food delivered.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and why is that?
1: Uh, mostly because, um, it's often easier for me to just like, I, like I, I either make the decision to eat out or eat at home. Um, because like, you know, some nights where I'm just like, you know, studying, I just want to want something quick that, I mean, it's usually something that I can make really quickly rather than get something delivered. And I wouldn't want to get something delivered like, uh, you know, to eat alone. In which case, um, i mean if i can i can just eat with friends if uh, if i'm meeting with friends and we can just go somewhere because a lot of places are within walking distance even though this is a it's a pretty big school pretty big campus and a lot of places all around um and you know some places you yeah, obviously you have to drive to but you know you can just you know restrict yourself to the places that are within walking distance that you, know, you want a quick quick bite
0: yeah yeah and uh when you do decide to go out and eat, are you on a budget? Um, Like, what are your, what are your primary factors in decision making? Because, you know, as a college student, I know a lot of people like to buy groceries and eat at home because it's less expensive. So what is your um, outlook when you go out to eat? What are the factors that are really important to you?
1: Well, you mentioned groceries. I mean, I get groceries every week. Um, That's my uh, main source of food because I I like to just, during the week when when I'm studying, I I don't need to be eating like really good food. I mean, I don't really think that I have to eat well like a lot. So uh, I just, and and there's some things, honestly, that, that I feel like I can make better than, or more, I don't know, acceptable than, is like any any pasta for example I think I can just make better than any like Olive Garden for example right um, and and also like the, uh, the I know how to eat well here for for uh, not a lot every week not spending a lot every week on groceries um, and then usually when I go out it's with it's with friends who also like you know like to try a bunch of different food and it's usually like a, a weekly thing um, where we just you know try some somewhere somewhere new yeah so the factors like you said involved uh, i mean first of all reading out and then second of all like what what does everyone want what's everyone feel like
0: stick around after the break for more tasty talks yeah. going back to texas So, I guess my perspective of food in Texas, having never really been there other than Dallas, is uh, a lot of Tex-Mex, and I think that's what most people who've never been to Texas would think of, but it's very interesting to see that there is a wide range of, of cultures that come together for the different types of food that people can eat, and um, it sounds like everything you mentioned is relatively local and relatively small business is that fair to say?
1: I think it's fair to say I mean, like I said, you have the water burgers, you have the canes um but yeah you definitely have places that are unique to college Station, small businesses um a lot of a lot of random like uh taco shops like tacarillas out here um and Uh, other great places that you just have to know about.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, So I guess that moves to my next question. What is, what type of food or what genre of food is College Station most known Mm -hmm. for?
1: Um, I'm not sure if I can say uh, something for sure because uh and depending on who you ask you might get a different answer right but uh i mean you, like it's texas so you have to have good barbecue and there's good barbecue like you can definitely find good barbecue here and you can definitely find good tex-mex um or mexican food around here yeah and um
0: I guess that moves towards a a different perspective when when making your food decisions. Um, How do these small businesses uh, vary their price compared to their competitors? Like I know you mentioned uh, Canes and Lanes. Um, Do you notice that there's a, a noticeable price increase from the commercial places to your, small businesses, is it noticeable to you? And if so, uh, how do you make the decision to still eat at a small restaurant?
1: Well, in in Cames vs. Lanes, for example, uh, I'm not sure because I don't go often enough, so I haven't haven't noticed any uh, price difference there. Um, As far as other similar examples, I think, from what I've seen, the the a, a place like Fuego or Torchis would be cheaper than Chipotle. So um, that maybe that can factor into the decision. But the the biggest part of the decision is what tastes the best, and both both of the places are better than Chipotle.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's that's great to hear because a lot of times in Even in some of the places that I go to in San Diego or Tucson, um, I noticed that that small restaurant might get away with charging a lot more than they should. Um, I know some burrito places that we've both been to in San Diego where the prices are just kind of ridiculous, at least for the ones that are the closest to us compared to Having to drive fifteen or twenty minutes and get just a difference in quality, but again, I'm I'm comparing small businesses to small businesses in that in that regard. Um, some of them are probably more expensive than Chipotle, but I, I don't think, in my opinion, those places that we've been to are comparable. But to your point about these uh, price points, uh, do you notice that? A lot of people tend to go to these small businesses more like um, I know there's pizza places in Tucson where it's a really big line Uh, do you find that same thing where everything is a really long line or is it actually less packed because people don't really know about it as well
1: well um, there are definitely places that are small in the small business category that are really long lines because everyone knows about them and they're very like conveniently located um so you can definitely find that but you can also find examples of places that are small places very good places that are little um like like off campus that people don't know about them that are empty almost
0: yeah yeah and uh With regards to the places that are heavily trafficked and have long lines, how do you, what is your strategy to still be able to eat at those places if you do? Um, If you don't, obviously that's a great reason not to, but um, when you're going to a place and you wanna eat there, you're not using delivery apps, um, how, how do you strategize to be able to get your food in a timely manner? I mean,
1: just stand in line. Yeah. And usually you're with, you're with friends. So standing in line is quicker. Yeah. Just, uh, you know, you're, you're there to hang out first of all. So might as well start when you're in line.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And, um, these places that you've mentioned you enjoy eating at them the prices are better than the corporate competitor um, what do you enjoy about the taste and is there anything that you notice doesn't have to be specific but is there anything that you notice that separates them from their corporate competitor I mean, mostly in the taste. Yeah. But um,
1: maybe what, what's, what separates them is just like how, how unique they are to College Station.
0: And just like that, that's our third episode of Tasty Talks. Leave a review. Let us know what you think.